Hey, so you find your days just, you know, regularly putting out fires and it's causing you distress and you've got difficult clients or whatnot. Well, I got good news for you. My guest today is going to help you get through that stress. We've got some simple exercises. We're going to talk through some little things you can do to beat that stress. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. So, welcome back to the show. I'm Jules Dan. I'm going to get straight into my guest. His name is Professor P. Alexander. He made sure I said professor. You work damn hard for it. He's actually, yes, you guessed it. He teaches at a university. He owns two businesses. So, he's not just a professor who just yaps all day about marketing. And no, he actually has two businesses, two successful businesses. He's written a uh, Amazon bestseller on stress management and... Um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about all things managing stress. He has a crazy story as well. He's not just being like, hey, I feel like talking about stress today. No, he, he had a really dramatic, traumatic story, um, which I, I really can't wait for you to hear because it's going to wake you up to the fact that, hey, should I be valuing my career and money over good health? It's, it's a good question, right? If you're feeling that way, if you're feeling burnt out, feel a bit stressed... We've got, a good, we've got a good episode for you. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by a special guest today, Professor Pete from the Winning at Business and Life podcast. Prof Pete, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Jules, nice to meet you too. Thank you for so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. I haven't had a professor on the show yet, let alone a marketing professor. So really interesting <laughs> to hear your backstory a little bit to how you got to where you are right now and what you're focusing right now in your business. Sure, sure. Well, you ask about the being a professor. Um, what I, uh, I, I actually got my PhD back in uh, 2006. Uh, I, why I did that was because I actually started teaching uh, marketing classes uh, back in 1999. And uh, I was doing it originally to generate additional business for my digital marketing company. And what I found was that I was really enjoying teaching the classes and interacting with the students. Yep. And so I found that that was actually taking more and more of my time. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'd like to do this and uh, hone my craft a bit more. And, and so I decided to go back to school and get my PhD and, uh, um, and then be able to, to continue teaching. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, but unfortunately, uh, my time commitments with my business and my career uh, overtook uh, the ability to teach a lot of classes. Uh, and so the last time that I taught was actually in 2013, I believe it was. 
Um, and uh, I do miss it. And I, I plan on getting back to it uh, back when, you know, once things slow down a little bit. And, but here I am. I'm, I've got a successful podcast, as do you. Yep. And uh, also, uh, uh, I've got a couple other business entities. I have a uh, stress relief business and I also have a uh, interior landscaping business. So it's a busy busy day oh, okay so so that's that's what's keeping you busy from from teaching at the moment those two businesses yes exactly well yes so um i was back uh in 2013 it was more a challenge of i, I was working uh, I, I, most of my career was spent in the medical device industry and so i was an employee and uh it was just taking up too much of my time and and uh, i just could not give the attention to the students that i really really needed to and mm-hmm. and um you know, and it just was stressing me out. And so I needed to, to, to let go of it at that time. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. Um, at the risk of sounding really offensive, um, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a bit of a stereotype that, you know, there are a lot of teachers who teach marketing in a bubble, but I really like that um, <laughs> you actually run two businesses and teach. That makes a lot of sense. It's not just theory. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I've, I've actually tried this stuff out and it works. Um mm-hmm. So look, I was wondering because I've got we've got a few different topics. We got you got, you got your stress relief business. You're a professor at marketing. You know, what are some of those core things that you teach at when you were at? Was you teaching at university or? Um... Yeah, I was. I was teaching university, and primarily I was teaching um, uh, digital marketing as well as advertising and promotion. So uh, you know, I, and what is interesting is that most of the advertising and promotion and actually digital marketing for that matter Mm -hmm. on the university level, if it was being taught back then, I mean, it's way more now because it's, uh, it's more of a, a, uh, um, uh, a, a channel that people realize is here to stay. But the, uh, back then, uh, there was very few, uh, 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 classes on that. That's why I was in high demand. But what I notice even today is that there is very few programs that teach the B2B uh, standpoint. Yeah. They focus on the B2C because the B2C is a sexy one. It's the one that everybody sees on, yeah, on television. Awards, and it, exactly, exactly. And, and, and when, you know, the reality <laughs> is the vast majority of marketing is done on the business to business side. So um, that's why I was able to, to, to be able to teach a different uh, uh aspect of that and really be able to hone the student's ability to position themselves and market themselves when it came time for them to either get a promotion at their existing company or looking for a new job altogether. All right. Interesting. And and with, with B2B, what you teach, obviously there's a few different schools of thought. There's permission-based marketing and then Mm -hmm. there's spam-based marketing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I am not, I'm not a fan of spam, spam base. I do not recommend it, you know, and I don't care if you, somebody comes to you and says, I can get, you know, generate a whole bunch of email lists for you or get a whole bunch of email addresses yeah. to sign up for your newsletter and stuff like that. There, you know, I guarantee you that there is uh, that there is something fishy about that. It's just, you, you know, you can't, you know, and, and the, the, the challenge that you have, you know, obviously Jules, you know, this, when you spam people, um, it's going to come back and bite you and potentially really badly uh, if you get blacklisted mm. because then 
you know, you, your emails will never get delivered to, uh, to, 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 to anybody if, if, if your address or your ISP gets, uh, gets blacklisted. And your ISP, if, uh, if they get blacklisted or get alerted that you're spamming people, they'll shut you down. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm curious about that as well. So, like, let's just say you did, uh, you know, accidentally didn't know the rules and you spammed mm-hmm. and your ISP mm-hmm. shuts you down. Is that mm-hmm. IP address, so like where you're located in your internet connection, does that get blacklisted too? Not necessarily that because there's too many um, ways now to be able to divert that. Right. Um, but but it is, it, it, it's, it's basically what happens is, is that let's say you're using one of the uh, ISPs to send your, your email. If they get alerted and they would, they'll get alerted before you do. Mm-hmm. That because uh, if it's if it's been flagged by multiple recipients, then what will happen is they stop your account. And usually if it's a first time offense, like you mentioned, usually you just have to have a conversation with the ISP and, you know, and basically talk to them because what they do usually in my experience is the ISPs look for a certain percentage of people who flag it as spam. And if you go over that uh, minimum percentage, then yes, then they're going to flag you. Uh, So it might be 5%. It could be 4%. It's hard to say. Um, And what they'll do is they'll freeze your account. So no other emails go until you uh, talk to them and have a conversation. Now, I never, I I had principal's office. Exactly. And I had one time, exactly. I had one, one time where this happened to me and uh, it was one of the people that was reporting to me. He uh, went ahead and he sent this out and it was, what happened was, is I was on vacation. (laughs) And so my boss approved it without thinking about this. And it was just basically, it was a, it was an email that didn't have a lot of value to it. It was very promotional. And um, so People flagged it as spam, unsubscribed. And so uh, I got the email from HubSpot. HubSpot was the ISP we were using. I got the the email saying, your account has been locked. You need to talk to us. And so it was like, oops. And so I I got called into the principal's office. (laughs) That's the end of that one. You know, really, you know, really interesting. You know, I I played with fire um, doing one of those, so one of my clients, he had a list of people from LinkedIn who he, um, you know, where you scrape their emails. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not on your list, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try and like, if you're okay with a bit of a punt, we're going to try and turn these into customers. And he's like, yeah, all right, let's, let's just see if this works. And yeah, you're shaking your head like this isn't good. Like this, but you'd be surprised, man. Um, look. Frame it as a benefit. What's in it for them? Say, yes, I'm com- coming out of the blue completely. Here's a way to opt out. Um, when you come from that position and then you have a bloody good offer on the back end. Um, yes. There was only two people who unsubscribed and surprisingly 30 people who signed up for um, his list and for his membership. So if, if you're going to do it some way, at least give them a way out, at least give them a benefit and at yeah. least tell them, hey, yes, I'm out of the blue. <laughs> the key that you said in there and why I agree with you is because you said a bloody good offer. That is the absolute key because 
if it's a if it's an irresistible offer, that is really good. And yeah, you need to have that unsubscribe link, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, you know, usually aren't going to get too offended unless you know y- you really have to be honest with yourself about what is that bloody good offer? Because what you might think it is, is not what they would think. Now, in your example, Jules, obviously your client, it was a good offer and it was something that people appreciated. So you just have to be very realistic about it. Is it really a good offer? Or do you think it's a good offer, but because you just want to spam people, that's a big difference. Mm, In that case, it was like a three month membership like they'd kind of seen him on LinkedIn. They'd seen his membership program and we mm-hmm. used a lot of proof. And so that's how we kind of showcase the value. But curious well, to know- I've, I, I've, seen, I've seen your capabilities on your, uh, on your copywriting. So I'm not surprised that it was well-written. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Hey, I'm curious to know with, um, with your B2B. So with your stress relief business, is that mm-hmm. B2B or B2C? Mostly B2B, B2B, yeah, because um, I'm talking to organizations and uh, doing workshops for them, you know, Zoom-based workshops. Yep. Uh, I, do, I do one-on-one, and so that, you know, would be considered B2C, but almost every time I talk to somebody, it is around something that they're stressed out about with work. So it's, it's kind of a gray area of B2B and B2C. Okay, so well, I'm curious. If everyone knows they need to sleep better, eat better, exercise, meditate, journal, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. get rid of your thoughts on paper before before it bottles up, why do we still? Why is there still a lot of stress in the workplace or people in businesses and stuff? I'll tell you because we don't value our health. We don't. What happens is too many of us, and me included. Um, what ends up happening is we trade our health for our career or other responsibilities. And that is a really bad trade. I did it myself. Uh, it, it, what happened to me was uh, the whole um, effects on my body. It, there were things happening before, but I, di- I didn't realize it. But I started having um, uh, pitfall, real pitfalls back in 2008 when I was dealing with a perfect storm of stressful activities. And I got stress-induced diabetes. However, what happened was I didn't listen to my body about what stress was doing to it. And instead, what I did, like many people who are very busy in their careers and their business, whatever, whatever you, what I ended up doing was I continued to burn the candle at both ends for another 10 years until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. And That's for your listeners, no, for your listeners who don't know what that is, in layman's terms, my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. And the doctors told me that had I not come in when I did, I would have been comatose in another hour. Yeah. So, crazy. and that, and here's, here's the part that just gets Another even hour. more crazy. Oh, my oh wait, uh, one more, one hour from being comatose, but here's the crazy thing of this. So at, they, they immediately put me, brought me into, uh, uh, admit me in the emergency room. I think they probably thought I was having a heart attack or something based on the color of my skin and stuff. Yep. But, um, they transferred me after, um, several hours in ER, to ICU, which I spent several days in the hospital with. And on my second day in ICU, and I kid you not, mm-hmm. second day in ICU. Now my, my boss knew that I was in the ICU, emergency room and then the ICU. I get a text 
from my boss who says, and the text, is, it was about six o'clock in the morning saying, you have a webinar you need to run at eight o'clock. What are you going to do about it? And I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, crap. Surprisingly, I didn't have my work laptop with me in the ICU. So there I am sitting there on my phone trying to reschedule this webinar. And the nurse who was attending to me at that time, she comes over and she checks my blood. They were checking my blood every hour. And when I was admitted to the hospital, my blood sugars were so high that the uh, medical grade glucometers could not read them. They estimated that they were eight to 10 times higher than normal. Well, they had come down at least into more reasonable numbers. And after she checked my blood, my numbers skyrocketed straight back up. And she says to me, just very a matter of factly, she says, you realize that's what puts you in this hospital bed in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And it was like, there is my epiphany moment that I realized. And going back to how, the original part of what we talked about here, I was trading my health for my career. And that was a really bad trade because that's not sustainable. That, that is a crazy story, by the way. And I hope you use it inside of your marketing. <laughs> oh, I do for, for the stress relief work. Yes. I, I mean, there's, I, I talk about that story. I talk about a couple other stories and it really, it's uh it's crazy what stress will do to us because people don't realize that when we continuously let negative stress into our bodies, mm. we're dumping this cortisol and this adrenaline constantly into our bodies when the way that we're wired is back from how our bodies were in the stone age, where it was for short-term needs, like outrunning a, a T-Rex or a saber-toothed tiger, <laughs> you know, but now we're mentally doing it to ourselves so often. And if you continuously do that to yourself, like I did, what ends up happening is the weakest link in your body will break down. And that's for me, it was the pancreas. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, at least you learned your lesson out. The reason and before and I said before, Hey, you should be using it for your marketing. I just want to, if there are listeners who are outraged by what I just said, I do mean it so that other people hear his story and be like, Oh, have that epiphany moment. Like I'm on that path too. And that's the beauty mm -hmm. of story. That's why I love doing this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you would show, like you'd have clients who've come through probably had similar situations and you've worked with them. And Ed, would you, would you feel comfortable highlighting their story? Maybe using an alias um, inside of, I don't know, either your email follow-up or some marketing online. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, I, I have um, some testimonials of people, what they, what they experienced and, and uh, yeah, it would be uh, perfectly happy to, 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 to share those. I don't know if you want me to tell about any of them or. I, I was just curious, like, is because um, that's something I really like to do is use mm -hmm. other people's stories to like make people feel like, oh, I've been in your shoes before. Mm -hmm. I've helped this yeah. person. I've been the guide. So I'm, I was just curious in your marketing for your stress relief business. Is that what you, that's what you choose to do? Uh, I have. I, I, I have testimonials. Um, I don't push it out there because I'm actually not um, your typical I'm not your typical coach who's always pushing, trying to find <laughs> the next client for that. Mm -hmm. uh, what I do is I, I firmly believe that uh, the people that are going to resonate mostly with my story are the ones that need to hear it now. And that, you know, and, and it, it, basically my job in, in doing this is to help people realize that all they have to do is find, you know, one or two techniques that might take one or two minutes a day and utilize those over time. 
every day. And the benefits that you get will be enormous if you do that regularly, because it becomes a habit. The problem is people Mm -hmm. don't start because they keep on getting distracted with everything on their plates and they don't have, they say they don't have the time, but that's why, you know, I created all these different techniques and, you know, my, the book that I wrote, uh, it's all, you know, vast majority of 95% of them, five minutes or less, you can try. Can we hear about them? Sure. I mean, it uh, depends on, uh, uh, you know, what you, what, what, uh, you'd like to do. I mean, I can, I, I can take you through a couple of them if you'd like. Well, yeah, let's give something for the audience. Uh, sure. one, one or two sure. different things. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, so let's say if we're talking about marketing, um, we're always stressed out about, uh, you know, everybody being a critique in marketing, right? Uh, um, is, you, everybody thinks that they're an expert in marketing when they see your stuff. <laughs> you mean like you put something out there and then you feel afraid people are critiquing or you're- Yeah, you're, exactly. Or is it like they give feedback and then you feel crap because of that feedback? Or by Both. It? Yeah. Both. Exactly. So we know, cause it, it, it's, it's, it's one of these things that I found spending my career in marketing is that everybody's a marketing cr- uh, uh, critique, you know, and it's kind of like funny because yeah. would you ever, you know, how many of us would go to like finance and say, well, this number is off or, or, you know, you did this wrong or something like that, but they have no problem doing that to us. Right. So, um, uh, but yeah, so there's a couple of them that are really good for, um, uh, from a marketing perspective, um, and they're both ones that uh, can be done very easily. So uh, if anyone's listening to this while driving the car, you do not want to do these while driving your car. <laughs> so um, first one's a visualization exercise. And what I, what I like to, to do is, and if, you're, uh, if you want to do this one with me, Jules, um, basically what you do is you close your eyes mm. and you take one deep breath. I've just had a lot of caffeine, by the way. So will this work? It's okay. Yes, it will. Okay. And now what I'd like you to do is go in your mind to a place you like to relax. Call it your happy place. Maybe it's the beach. Maybe it's a pool. Maybe it's uh, your backyard. Maybe it's a lake. Maybe it's a spa. Wherever it is that you like to go to relax, go there now in your mind and take in all of your senses What do you feel? Do you feel the sun on your face? Maybe the grass or the sand under your feet? What do you smell? Do you smell the fresh air? Maybe the lotion from the spa? What do you hear? Do you hear the wind blowing through the trees? Maybe the water splashing on shore? What do you see? Do you see the blue sky? Maybe the green of the trees or the grass? Whatever it is, take it all in and then take another deep breath. Open your eyes. How was that? It feels good when it's guided and you have a good voice for it too. Oh, thank you. Yes. So it's, it's a simple thing that you can do. Um, Let's say, you know, if you're at, you know, you're sitting at your desk, if you first time when you wake up, whatever it happens to be, if you have one minute, that's all you have to do. Go to your happy place and just think about what you see, what you smell, what you feel, you know, those, what you hear, those are the kind of things that can really, really work well. Another one that um, is really effective 
and us in marketing can appreciate this is let's say we're about ready to go into an important presentation um, or we have to have a difficult conversation with somebody. It's a, um, a technique called uh, Hakalau. And what a Hakalau is, is it's a light meditation that uh, uh, comes from the Hawaiian culture. And what happens with this is this one is perfectly suited to help ground you before you have to have that presentation or that, yep. that difficult conversation. So what you do is you find a stationary spot on the wall, uh, preferably above eye level. And as you stare at that spot, what you want to do is let your mind go loose and focus all of your attention on that spot. And you'll notice that within a matter of moments, your vision begins to spread out and you see more in the peripheral than you do in the central part of your vision. <laughs> yep. Okay. Keep doing that. And now pay attention to the peripheral. In fact, pay more attention to the peripheral than the central part of your vision. And notice how that feels. I made my eyes again a bit sore from doing this. <laughs> That's right. Just got to keep, just yeah. keep doing that. And then what you do is you close your eyes, you open your eyes, and you'll notice that you're more calm, you're more grounded, and you are better able to take on that perceived stressful event. I like these two. Just, two. just takes, well, both of them took one minute, one minute. So... Yeah, it just it, it it it's powerful, and if it, you know, it's it's so. If we just focus a little bit of self care on ourselves, you know, it can make a, just a huge difference. Because it's too easy for us to say, yeah, 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 I'll get to it when I get to it. Because I get it, time is is a very precious resource. But when we when we ignore ourselves, it's going to come back to haunt us. Trust me on that. Luckily, oh, you know, in my past life, I was a group fitness instructor and personal trainer. Man, I'm so lucky I had that past because uh-huh. I understand that if you don't go to the gym or do something throughout the day, you just get cranky. So Yeah, and exercise is a great example. And people say, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym or anything. Yeah, well, okay, book, book you crank. know what? But you have, you have time to at least go for a you know, walk around the block or something, even if it's just a few minutes to get the blood flowing or, you know, uh, you know, uh, recently here, of course, with all the, the zoom meetings that everybody's having, I say, okay, fine. You know what, go ahead and just kind of stand up, walk around, do some stretches in your, you know, uh, at your desk or something like that. And they say, Oh, well, I don't want people to see me. Well, hello. You can turn off the video when you, if you're not presenting, you can turn off the video on the zoom, right. And you can exactly. (laughs) So do things like that. It's, but, but you know what? The, the fact of the matter is you have to take responsibility for yourself. Nobody else is going to do it. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I just, I don't understand people who it's, I'm not here to judge, but it doesn't make sense knowing what I know. Like what, after you've had an ex a bout of exercise, you just feel better. Like I look forward oh, yeah. to it throughout the day, but I guess mm-hmm. it's just one of those barriers people have to get through to, experience it themselves but anyways shifting gears a little bit because i do want to ask uh something a little bit more focused about you and your business and that is Mm -hmm. what is your vision for the next six months what are you focusing on right now 
Well, it depends on the business. Um, for the podcast, um, I'm so I've been, uh, you know, I, I I upload both the video and the audio portions to different channels, and um, I'm getting a lot more challenged with um, LinkedIn in particular, where a primary part of my uh, channels are with the video aspects of that. So um, I'm looking at different uh, alternatives to 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 be make that more efficient. Um, as well as I joined a podcasting network, and I'm looking forward to actually uh, uh, collaborate with them to cross promote uh, our uh, our shows and to generate additional subscribers. So um, that's what I'm doing with the podcast. With the stress relief work, I you know the it, I have several uh, workshops lined up, scheduled uh, that I'm going to be giving. So that I that's just all about giving back. And um, for my landscaping business, we are actually implementing, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the book Traction by Gino Wickman. It's pretty famous, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so we're, we're just in the early stages of uh, implementing that um, because uh, I believe that while we, you know, we've, we're doing many of the things that the book talks about, we haven't done it in a systematic way. And so that needs to happen for the, the, the business to take the next step. And yeah. so, um, so I'm going to, I'm heading that up and uh, I'm looking forward to, to implementing that and, and actually learning along the way. Cause I've never done traction on a, an organization before. Okay. That's interesting. So I remember, if I remember right, the e-myth by Gerber was waking you up to the fact that you need systems and then traction is like, here's the systems. Is that correct. right? So that's correct. So what are the things that you need to implement from a system-wide standpoint that can help not only build, you know, help you build revenue and, 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 and crush through the next barriers, but also make sure that you have the right people in the right seats, because that's critical. Mm. And, uh, you know, cause uh, I'm sure, you know, you've experienced this and many of your listeners have experienced this either personally or someone you worked with who was clearly not in the right position. And, you know, that is just, it's, it's painful uh, to watch when somebody is either doesn't have the skill set for it or doesn't have the mindset that they're, you know, they're not, you know, they're not committed. And uh, you need to make sure that you've got the right people committed and skill set in the right positions, because if not, you're just keeping the, 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 the business from, from growing where it can, yeah. can be. Absolutely. And, and, and to hit that goal. So, okay. So you're trying to, meet, you're trying to implement the stuff from traction What's that mm-hmm. one little thing that scares you that, you know, you need to focus on if, in order to achieve that goal? Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, well, so our team, the thing that scares me about it is, is that, what, you know, I want to make sure that um, going back to the right uh, butts in the right seats, that, you know, I, it, they talk about it in the book where if you clearly identify somebody who's not, you, the best thing to do is to uh, expedite helping them get out of that seat, whether it is to move into a different position in the organization or to leave the organization altogether. And uh, that, you know, that would be a real tough one um, if, if we find that there's somebody that's been around for a while who's not the right fit anymore. Um, that, would be, that would be something that would... Uh, worry me because you know i i really value the people who uh who are part of our team interesting stuff so the the thing is going to be like that's the hard part right like 
how do you know who the right person is until they've been there for a little bit? Like you can do all the vetting and due diligence, but I guess yeah, it's, it's a, from experience. It, it does. And, and you know, the thing is, is that how many times I can think about it in my career, how many times I went to work for particular companies where what I heard during the interview process and what I actually was doing were two different jobs. And the fact of the matter is, is that people, you know, the same thing from the employer standpoint, where they think that they hired the right person, but you don't know until, you know, until it, it, uh, uh, you've, you've gotten them on board for a while. And, and literally, you know, they're, my business partner and I with the landscaping business in particular, we can, we, we know two employees that we call, you know, employee from hell number one and employee from hell number two, because we didn't realize, um, we didn't ask the right questions. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. And it, it came back to bite us big time. Um, and it what didn't take that long, but you know, it, it's still a creative. Well, yeah. Yeah, it, but it, but I can't say that it was a relief to have that experience. And you know, and the thing that 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 frustrates you the most is you think that once you've had that experience once, that you wouldn't have that again. And oh, sometimes, no, sometimes time. you got to learn it. You got to learn it all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Prof Pete, it was really good chatting with you today. Uh, where's the best place for my audience to to look you up and find you? Sure. So they can find me on LinkedIn, Professor Pete Alexander. Um, you can find me at PeteAlexander.com uh, and, uh, you know, all the other major social media channels I'm on there as well. Cool. And your podcast, you want to give a bit of a plug? Yeah, the Winning at Business and Life podcast. So it's six questions, seven minutes, and it's pure insights. Jules, you're going to be on the show as, on as a guest. Yeah, well, you're on a recorded tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm about a month out from publishing. So uh, oh, don't worry. yeah, but so, so, so it'll be a great, great time for you to, to, to be on my show. Yep. Awesome. Thank you much. So, so thank you, Pete, for sorry, Professor Pete, for, so much for coming on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, Jules, and I appreciate the time of your listeners. Hey, so I, I highly recommend you go check out his podcast. I was actually on it not too long ago. And it's super quick. It's at seven minutes, super sharp and punchy. If you like just getting straight facts and no waffle and long ass stories, and you're going to want to listen to his podcast, Winning Business and Life. So I'm going to leave that down below and his LinkedIn. But other than that, thanks for tuning in this week. I'll see you for the Monday show. Bye for now.